Hey guys. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. I'm Corey, by the way. Nice Good to meet you, Corey. You. I'm Dwayne. I'm Jersey. Nice to meet you guys. Um, so normally when we have new people on this uh, podcast, we like to ask them how they got into cars uh, and specifically you guys, how you got into working on them. So if one of you wants to go first or if you will oh, want well. to tell your stories at the same time All and right. let Jordan figure it out in the edit, you know, let's um, uh, do whatever you guys want. Yeah, I'm Dwayne. Uh, I first got into cars. My dad taught me how to do like brakes and stuff as a kid. So I've like always known about cars. They've been more of a chore to me than anything. But a little YouTube channel called Mighty Karma has caught my eye. And I owned a Subaru at the time. They're like heavy into Subarus. So that pretty much put the spark in me. And yeah, it's been up since then. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that like early on in the Mighty Car Muds? Yeah. Yeah. It was still pretty early. They were still doing like uh the uh the T R D blazer and still like making songs and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Jersey? I uh I got into cars at a pretty early age, though I did not know exactly what the what I was looking at or what I was doing with them, but I knew that I was attracted to them. Uh, going to like car shows uh, when I was a young kid in my hometown in South Haven, they'd always have like muscle cars and trucks and stuff like that. And the truck scene was very prevalent where I was from. And uh, so I got into trucks first and then modified some trucks when I first got driving. And then uh, when I moved to college, I went to UNOH, and that was basically an automotive college, and uh, quickly learned that trucks were not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, they still have their place, but I, at the time, I was, just a, I was just a young punk kid, and I wanted to branch out and do other stuff. And so, you know, video games also had a, had a big impact on me as a kid growing up. I played a lot of Forza, Need for Speed, all that kind of stuff. So that's where I feel like a lot of the car names got put into my vocabulary was definitely from video games and stuff like that. But uh, where I'm at now is, I guess, everything under the sun I touch. <laughs> yeah. Or I try to at least. <laughs> do, you, do you have any brand loyalties or anything like that now? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nissan now. Um, I own a 240, so as soon as I owned that and got to experience that, I immediately fell in love with uh, Nissan. I don't know how I feel about Nissan today. Uh, they don't really make any inspiring cars to me. Um, but I feel like I feel like if I had to owe my loyalty to somebody, it'd definitely be the 90s of Nissan. Sure, but, uh, sure. What year is your 240? 92. You have anything fun done to it? Yeah, I uh, built the motor in it. It's a KAT. Uh, Ten and a half to one compression, um, pretty much stock everything else. Uh, welded diff, uh, yeah, stock trans. Still somehow holding it together. <laughs> Wonderful, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Do you uh, do you race? Do you drift? Do you just uh, like hooning around on the streets? What's what are you into? All around, I I, uh, I just enjoyed driving the car. Um, but yesterday was actually my first time being on track, um, and first time being on track with that car. And that was Did a lot. Jordan talk you into it? Jordan was Jordan was among uh, many of the people that uh, did talk me into doing it uh -huh, finally. Uh -huh. um, when I when I worked in Georgia, um, I worked uh, in a race shop, and we would often go to uh, Road Atlanta for testing, and we'd go to races and stuff like that. And so I got a big big taste of what road coursing was uh, when I was down there, and I definitely fell in love. 
uh, for it there. Though I did not think I would be able to experience um, being on a track so soon because that was only like three years ago that I was thinking about it. Word, yeah. So uh, that's fun though. We uh, we like to call Jordan Track Daddy because oh, he just he just that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets everybody into it. Uh, it's been it's been uh, fun to watch. But uh, yeah, Twain, do you uh, do you have any car affinities? Do you have any? Uh, uh, you said you own Subaru. Uh, owned a Subaru. Do you still own Subarus? Yeah. Um, at the time when I got into cars, uh, I owned a 2000 Subaru Legacy automatic, uh, the single cam, and I, it was good to me. I was living in Jersey at the time, so I had a lot of fun in the snow and like getting back and forth from Jersey to like Virginia. A lot of like long drives and stuff. Definitely, kind of missed that car, but. I took a piece of it with me into my next car. Uh, I bought uh, a 2004 Legacy, uh, 35th anniversary version, manual transmission. And uh, it was supposed to be a parts car, but I wound up taking my engine out of my running perfectly fine car and putting it into like this junker and driving it around and loving it for the next year or so. <laughs> um, as it stands now. That's um, some real car guy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Bought a junk car and then junked my good car for right. some yeah. reason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, now it's uh, I bought a eBay uh, JDM uh, EJ207 swap for it. And it came in just the way I imagined it. Uh, wired it up to a micro squirt ECU. And it's been great to me. Um, it's just like a, it's like a mismatch, like hodgepodge of like all my different types of work. Like there's wires hanging all over the place. I love that thing so much. I think gets the job done though. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just sounds great while you're doing it too. Seeing you whip that thing around the track has been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, every time it like revs up, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. I feel like everybody that I know that owns a Subaru is like, yeah, I got this part from this car and this this motor from this car, and I got <laughs> I got bumpers from this car. <laughs> like, Bro, it's I, all it's all just like Legoed together, yes, and I absolutely. love it. I love it. It's so good. It's I, it's my favorite thing about Subaru. I I love I love Subarus. I maybe will own one one day, but uh, it's for exactly that reason. I was at the junkyard shopping interiors the other day. It's crazy. Yeah. It yeah. goes crazy. If I was to name like every trim from like a part that I've named, it'd have like six names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys doing anything cool in here recently? I'm currently uh, doing a uh, cam job on a Dodge Demon. That's the uh, first Demon I've worked on. Is this the first? I don't remember having another Demon in here for extensive work I don't before think, this at all. Yeah, I don't think we've had a Dodge Demon come through here yet. We had a super stock one time, which is yeah. similar, but and not a couple the red same. eyes. I think it'd be cooler if it was like a Lamborghini or a Viper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just saying. Sure. I mean, you do. I mean, you got this Mercedes coming up too, which is. Oh uh, yeah, cool. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I really like those cars. Uh, the GT platforms are really neat looking. This Jeep we got right here. Did y'all already talk about that? No, no, yeah. So that has. What what motor is in that? It's a mass motor 427. Mass motor sports. It's an LS-based craziness. Supposedly, it's like a $35,000 engine. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's like a former race, like off-road racing Jeep, and the guy's trying to convert it to street use. <laughs> He's so, trying to convert it to street use? Yeah. Yes. We're, oh so God. you'll notice it has no doors and no windows, and, and he no wants to, we're room. putting AC in it. Champion. 
So the going story <laughs> that I was told with this Jeep is that it was one of the original uh, Gen Wright off-road um, test Jeeps that they built. Is like their pioneer Jeep, so called. It's uh, apparently pretty famous and it's been all over the place. It's done King of the Hammers. It's oh, wow. been, um, I'm sure it's done all sorts of other crazy things, but I know it's done that one for sure. Um, that thing's got so many bells and whistles. Like I wouldn't even imagine like what else it's got underneath of it. That's rad. Yeah, we really haven't had a chance to look at it. I just got here today. I need to make sure I turn the battery off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, uh, yeah, so this, um, yesterday, I guess, uh, we had a bunch of people go out and do track cross at Dominion, um, which is cool. Like, uh, I remember dragging a couple of guys kicking and screaming last year. And then as soon as they went, they were like, oh my God. And then now we've, we had a, there was a lot of people out there. There was 50, there was a, 50 people there yesterday. Well, that and like just the number of like people that we knew, like right. just the oh, group yeah, from here absolutely. was yeah. pretty big. That yeah, group it was big. awesome. I love going with, uh, you know, I've never been before. Yesterday was my first time, but it made it that much more enjoyable and that much more entertaining being there with so many people that I knew. Yeah. I could just like share that experience with because it really was a yeah really cool thing. And going by yourself is kind of lame. I'd be intimidated, honestly. I'd be like, where am I going? Am I, am I driving down the right part of the track? Like, it's always just like so much calmer for me if I see other people doing it and I just follow that herd. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was, I think, when I started doing DE stuff, that was like the biggest thing was like having someone there that knew like where you needed to be mm -hmm. and when. Because there's actually like a lot, even when you're not just driving, there's a lot going on that like you yeah. need to do. And the things you don't think about, like the time it takes you to get across the track to certain times and events that you're supposed to be there for. And it's easy to lose track of time, especially when you're, you know, in the moment and I had a hard time keeping track of how many laps I was doing. They would ask me, <laughs> they would ask me like how many how many times you go? I was like, two? I remember one. That. I got out of my car and I turn around and I, I say, Dwayne how many times we've been around track? And I, I said, said two? two. I said, yeah, two. And you said two, yeah. <laughs> and we were totally wrong. And we've it was been our around, first time. Yeah, we around. went around that thing once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy asks me again, he says, I guess you've only been around once. You, you're going around again. And I said, I guess. He says, just say one next time. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but then I feel like I'd be lying. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So this was your, was this your first time driving on a road course? Because I know you've done a lot of road course adjacent things in the right. past. I've driven on Road Atlanta in a MX-5 and a Jeep Patriot. Uh, I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> Jeep Patriot. Those, the that, those, were, those were parade laps. And so uh. they, I can't remember what event it was. I think it was either the Walter Mitty or something like that. And they, uh, they let anybody who wanted to go out and do parade laps around Royal Atlanta behind a pace car at like 40 miles an hour. And that was pretty cool. Cause like even in a car going 40, going up turn 11, you're just like, Holy crap, <laughs> dude. Like people do this. I don't like a hundred miles an hour. Like that's insane. And then one of the other times that I was able to go around Royal Atlanta was an MX five. And that was just like spirited driving, but by no means was I trying to uh, write a car off that I did not own. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially my first first time being on a, on a track like that. I wasn't trying to show off or anything like that. Sure. Yesterday, though, was a different story, though. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you were killing it. I love sliding that car. What were your big takeaways? Like, what, like what stuck out to you? Um, 
it's way harder to keep calm in the car than I thought it would be. Um, I feel like I I did pretty well for my first time being on track. I uh, you know lots of sim racing and video games have definitely helped develop like an idea of what I need to be doing on the track. But obviously, when you're in the moment, you're like, I need to be doing this, but also that, and then three other things, and sometimes all of them kind of crash together, and you're not doing the thing you're supposed to be. Hard to focus. Um, breaking zones were really tough for me because I was really scared to push it into the corners. Yeah, that doesn't really go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's cool. yeah. <laughs> well, you just get better breaks, and you just keep trusting them. Yeah. At least that that's the hardest part for me is mm-hmm. is still tr- trusting my brakes. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I just did upgraded brakes and I was having a hard time like trusting how much brakes I actually have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can push them a lot harder than you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was not ready for that. Mm-hmm. I thought I was. I thought I flat spotted my tires at least a couple of times because I know I locked them up, and then I also definitely plowed my front tires. Somehow I did not end up with any flat spots though, so that's good news. That is good. Do you have you don't have ABS in there? Nope. Okay. No ABS, no traction, no nothing. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> so Nick and Dwayne, this was not your first time at Track Cross. This is like your third? This oh. was my second, not my third, since I had to sit out the second one that everybody else had gone to. Gotcha. That's probably my third then, because I did most of them, even the one that Nick uh, missed. Yeah, I think. The guys here did two last year, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. the one the end of June, and then the one towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. or July, yeah, whatever I didn't it was. Miss one. I was hyped. I was making sure I hit everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say, I didn't I didn't drive this one, but getting there like for the the second half of the day, it seemed like everybody's a lot faster than they used to be from watching y'all last year. Like everybody seemed like they'd picked up the pace like quite a bit, especially like <laughs> freaking Timmy. Timmy is rocking out there in that oh, yeah. skyline now. I really wanted to have him here to talk about like what he did to change it, but alas, we'll just have to get him next time. Yeah. But yeah, Nick, what, did, what have we done with your car? Uh, so since? we got the roll bar put in, um, did a actual alignment to it to finally get some negative camber in the front. Um, I ended up upsizing from 205s to 225s and went to 200 tread wear. Um, nice. And that, the increased size and tread wear rating were just feeling the difference between like the Blue Ridge cruise we did. Um, it was just a night and day difference, and I absolutely am in love with those tires. Which ones did you end up getting? I we, ended up going with the RS fours. With the RS fours, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we talked a lot about it last time. We just curious. I, yeah, um, they're they were incredible, and I could have pushed far harder, uh, and ended up going off, and that just kind of messed with my mentality for the rest of the day. Um, Unsurprising. Yeah, yeah, unsurprising. Um, but honestly, having everybody there was great because, like, Dwayne ran up to the car the second I pulled back into the paddock, looked under it, ev- everything was fine, thankfully. But having that kind of like community at the track is just awesome. Um, and that definitely helped with 
my own mentality and helped raise my spirits back up after I felt like such an idiot. Um, you definitely had some good luck out there too. Yeah. Oh, I almost lost I it. A co- that lap itself, I almost lost it a couple of times and then just finally lost it at seven and eight. From what I can tell, you beached yourself on a V-band on your exhaust. I think it was both V-bands. Yeah, there was nothing else that had any damage to it. Like a little I, bit of denting on, the, on a, an exhaust clamp. Yeah, when I got home, I ended up uh, lifting it up and literally a chunk of uh, underbody coating from the gas tank and the V-band were the only thing that got touched. Awesome. So, that was... Incredible. Were you moving pretty fast through that corner? Because when it happened, it, it, it looked like uh, it looked like you slowed down enough uh, to get to the top of that hill. I I honestly am not a hundred percent sure what I did wrong. I'm um, glad you didn't just go shooting off. Me too. <laughs> uh, I am very glad I did not end up in the tire barrier there. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, where that Camaro ended up. He missed it by a couple of inches, I yeah. think. Um, but I think I just went in too hot and tried to brake while steering at the same time and it just did not want to do it and then going off track happens i went off track first time being on track yesterday you know what i mean i went out i went off uh i'll call it twice i put two off on one corner and then i went clear off on that same corner (laughs) and just cut a corner off through the grass thankfully it wasn't abrupt or anything uh i tried taking a line that was new. I don't. I don't know why. I was. I was taking a faster line this morning, and it was working great. But I decided to try something different, and was just moving a little bit too quick through there. Tried to ask too much of my front tires when I tried to turn. It just plowed, and mm-hmm. there wasn't anything I was going to be able to do. So I just straightened <laughs> the wheel out and just kept in it. <laughs> Got through the other side and just kept going. I was happy that nothing bad happened. Oh yeah, and it still looked incredible going through it <laughs> <laughs> just kicked up a little bit of dirt oh yeah i'm I'm, thank, I'm thankful i didn't slide or wipe out i do know how grass can be at the edge of the track especially at a corner <laughs> Dwayne, what was uh what was your favorite turn um what's your favorite turn at dominion dude um i want to say that's turn six is that hairpin right before turn seven uh the, like the the 180 yeah six is like when you're aiming at like the spectators like the parking lot and then yeah. you have to turn around that's, that's a really hard one yeah that's i really think that's the hardest turn on yeah, the track i agree i, think. I agree that one's tough to get we probably have a solid about. three hours of podcast <laughs> talking time <laughs> oh, okay. about that turn last year i um i came in there cooking a little bit too hot and i did a four-wheel slide like pretty much around the whole thing and it kind of like made me realize like what what exactly the edge of my traction was and it i don't know it just kind of was a good moment for like me and like racing on the track for sure the Mm. teaching moment yeah (laughs) i learned (laughs) so what and what have you done with your car since last season to prepare for this season i know you've done quite a bit oh boy uh i raised ride height i was a little bit too low i was scraping a lot um i'm on e85 now uh what are we on? We're on electronic boost control. I was on the, the little clicky boy last year. I kept turning the boost up. Probably should have <laughs> should have laid off of that. Um, I was also having some problems with like ignition breakup. Um, my my uh, my standalone doesn't support coil on plug, which is what my motor originally came with. So I'm using 
uh, an ignition coil from a single cam EJ25. And uh, it works, but now I've got a better one with longer uh, wires that actually fits more for where I want to mount it at, which was a problem I was fighting last year. What ECU are you running? Uh, micro squirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't do coil and plug? My gosh, yeah. my man. Those things run jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> jet skis are four cylinders. It's fine. <laughs> to be, it's you're all not wrong. The same. That's true. <laughs> they got, you got jet skis out there making car power numbers. It's better than Doug's Arduino. To, oh. speak, <laughs> speaking of the speed Arduino. Oh. He is planning on giving it to me last oh, year. And I talked yeah. to And the cycle continues. So we're going to be putting Jessica on Speedwino. I, I see many, it. many tables in your future. <laughs> I have a lot of learning to do. That's where it starts, though. Yeah. And I hear that from what Doug spoke about Speedwino is that it gives you enough to get, get you started with, but not mm-hmm. enough for you to go crazy with. So. Yeah. You have that to look forward to. And I will have Doug here to be able to ask as many questions as I need. He's helped me a lot to get to where I'm at, for sure. Absolutely. That XXL helmet size isn't for no reason. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Doug's packing. Oh, I almost choked on a grape. Yeah, he, he, got, he got my transient throttle tuned in a matter of like 15 minutes of street driving. Wow. And it was like absolute dog water before. He is, he is definitely, a, uh, definitely the guy I talk to if, he, if I have a tuning issue. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was also hoping that Dom would be here to talk about his experience with the Camaro. but That was, thing was nuts. Yeah. The track. So Dom brought out his ZL1. Uh, to the track and one LE. Yeah, don't forget. One, I'm don't sorry. Forget the one LE. I'm sorry. Yes, put some respect on it. Uh, yeah. What is he making? Like 700 ish? Around yeah. there. I, we'll call it that. I think he's got a cam in it, headers, um, E85. Train, E85. Yep. Yeah. And it Big was his. It, he has a similar. You guys worked together in Georgia. So I'm, he mm. has similar like track exposure, but it was also his first time driving on the track. And it was, that's like easily the most capable car out of all of us. And seeing how, how quickly he like slipped into those big shoes and like mm-hmm. started to really get a handle on it was really cool to see. Oh yeah. It's, it definitely takes a, a significant amount of uh, balls and up. To, to to drive a car like that down oh, a track yeah. um and I, I absolutely wouldn't blame anybody for for you know taking it easier or, or <laughs> breaking earlier or whatever because it's like you know if i was in if i was in his shoes you know or anybody else's with that kind of a car caliber you know i'd definitely be wanting to take it easy too we were we were watching he had so the zl1 has it from the factory like an in-car like track cam feature that is like the telemetry overlays and stuff so he was running that and he on the back at the top of the hill on the back straight, he hits 120. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! After going through, including with a chicane, there he does 100. He hits 120 right before he starts slowing down oh, for man. the last couple turns. Yeah. I know that's incredible. That is so much like momentum in a very large car. Yeah, like props, got all props the, to him. He's got all the tire and brake to stop him. True. Him, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the cool thing about these modern cars, though, is that um, they come 
well equipped with everything right out the box like you can take just pretty much most modern cars and take them to the track and have a decent yeah. time with them like just basic brake pads and fluid and you're right good. yeah at the least yeah right. maybe put good oil in it yeah none of this zero 020 nonsense if you if you heard about the it's old news probably by now but i heard recently i, I read about how many um blown up engines people have been having with the new gt86s oh yeah from from all the uh the oil starvation yeah oil yeah. starvation and from taking it on track and stuff uh-huh. yeah they bullshit. they come factory with too much rtv and that clogs up the pickup and they're really lightweight oil and it's not a very well baffled oil pan like <sighs> rest yeah. of unsuccess <laughs> yeah <laughs> unsuccess <laughs> the opposite of success <laughs> oh man yeah i'm I'm bummed I didn't get to drive, but hopefully, I think in June, I'll be able to make it out there with you guys. Nice. That'd be awesome. I think. You're going to skip the one in May. It's Mother's Day weekend. Oh, that's Ooh. right. Uh, yeah. I'll probably yeah. be skipping that one as well. The, the weekend before Hyperfest. Oh, it's also the weekend before Hyperfest. That too. That's right. Hyperfest would be pretty sweet. I think, oh, I might, I think we might go to that. You should. I won't participate. GA tickets are... Ninety-five dollars. Right oh, now. that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. For, for three, were... it's three days if if you take Friday off. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, I'm taking Friday off. Thankfully, go. I think Hannah got bit by the track bug. What? Yeah. Oh. Does she want to get on track? I don't know about her getting on track, but she loved being there. That's cool. Yeah, and she uh absolutely gave me the uh. She's like, "You want to come back next month? Because we can do it." And I was like, hey. "You want to come back next?" <laughs> Because, I mean, y'all y'all are kind of big into the festival thing, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we have one big festival right now that we that we go to. It's Wakan out in Arkansas. Um, and that's the only one that we can, that we really want to squeeze in. Um, we just had our first, uh, our first daughter or our first baby. So um, everything's very strange and new. But getting to uh, get her out there and get the, uh, the baby out there and everything to experience that, I thought that was really cool. She just, she was out like a light the yeah. whole time. I hope <laughs> I so hope cute. <laughs> if we can continue, if we can continue this, I would love to keep bringing her, bringing her there, um, or to other track events, and hopefully, uh, unlock some core memories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Like, uh, comparing it, going to the track to like the festival weekends, where especially if it's like a track that you have to like camp at, mm-hmm. like it's kind of a similar kind of vibe a lot of oh, the time. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hyperfest is very, I imagine Hyperfest being very much uh, like that. I went yeah, to, especially Hyperfest, having done yeah. both regular festivals and now Hyperfest, it is the same vibe yeah. as like a big music festival yeah. just with cars and at a racetrack. Mm-hmm. I've been to Grid Life down in Georgia because they had it at Road Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was wild. That was a pretty wild event. Um, but that was almost like there was just a there was a bunch of people, and there was just situations that arose that were undesirable yes. to say the least. Hyperfest can be like that too. Hyperfest it's, has well, you get those, it. but it's a lot. It's smaller. less so now that it's at VIR too. It, at Summit, it was. Well, this is the the fact of it is you get that many people crammed into one place, you're bound to get some yahoos. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited though. I haven't bought my ticket for Hyperfest, but you definitely just reminded me to. Yes, look into that. you should. It's awesome. Yo, last time I checked, there were track cross tickets available for Hyperfest. There are. I I think you have to. It's like you buy the track cross ticket, 
but you also have to get general admission. So it's yeah, you do. not and, cheap. And a camping pass, probably. Technically. Technically, so yes. Allegedly. So camping pass GA pass are separate. Yes. Are they really? Yes. yes. They were last year. So he, What? Not an, I don't think enough important people listen to this podcast. So <laughs> the, move, the move that we've always done is you pay for your GA ticket. And if they ask you if you're camping, you say no even though your car is loaded down with camping equipment, you go in and instead of going to where everybody else goes, you turn left and you go back to South paddock where nobody is. There's a whole like, cause VIR is, you can, they can divide it into two tracks. There's a North circuit and a South circuit. Mm-hmm. So South paddock is its own paddock area that yeah. is not used for any hyperfest things. So you just go down there, you go in the grass behind the paddock and set up your tent and nobody bothers you. Pretty and we've never paid for camping for like we've been going since 2009. And you guys get your whole group Dang. back there. Uh huh. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> that's hilarious. We belong here. The whole the whole <laughs> the whole area is like maybe two thirds the size of the paddock at Dominion, and we and we're like the only people there. Other than like a couple yeah, of RVs. Yeah, there might last be a year. couple of RVs, but and there's bathroom and bathrooms and showers over there. Like good ones. Yeah. The I have a really picky the, girlfriend. <laughs> a wife, excuse me. The, the shower, the showers are are like fine. They're out, they're outdoor. They're like uh-huh. closed in, you know, but like just attached to a building. Yeah, but they're they're pretty good, and they do a pretty good job of keeping the restrooms clean. Yeah, yeah. Wow. the The restrooms are usually like humid because it's you know outside, but other than that, they're usually pretty clean. That's fair. There was the the one rainy year, oh, and then no. then everything flooded. Oh god, <laughs> that was not fun. Like the, the there was water coming out of the drain in the middle of the bathroom. Oh, it was like a geez. lake in there. It was gross. Oh, nasty. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. I know. Dwayne, have you guys been to VIR? Yeah, yes. I actually went to Hyperfest for the first time last year. Okay, you were at last. You were at Hyperfest Wait, last what? year. Hey guys, how's it going? What? <laughs> Hi, my name is Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Uh, um, yeah, me and the wife went. Uh, also, one of my friends from uh, uh, I worked at Firestone for a while. I kept in contact with a lot of the boys there, mm-hmm. and he actually told me about it and all of his experience there. And he's also big into festivals and stuff like that, and just had a really good time. And was like, "Yeah, man, make sure you stay for the the um, what you the call burnout it? The contest on." The burnout contest, and they have like a club night Saturday night as well too. Like oh, all the laser lights yeah. and like smoke show oh, and EDM. It's what? like that's it, sick. I, it's a it's vibe. Still, I, I left my campsite while that, that was going on because I was uh, at Hogpen, which was just past where they were doing all the concerts and the laser shows. Right. I ended up going to Jordan and Steve's campsite in South Paddock because. It was just too much. It was getting too crazy. <laughs> it was too close yeah. to me and just way too fucking loud for me to try and sleep. Yeah, I believe it. Me, so far, I, th- I think in, in our immediate friend group, it's like me and John are the only ones that are like participating, but we sh- I think we're going to try and coordinate so we can take up like full paddock spaces mm-hmm. and have some space. So like I might just go ahead and preemptively buy the camping pass so that other people can just come and crash in my paddock space if need be. If y'all feel like being in South Paddock and you want to hang out in Main Paddock, heck yeah, yeah. Probably being away from all that noise does sound enticing. Um, yes. <laughs> South Paddock is awesome, it, uh, and it's a great place for everybody to hang out at night because it's relatively quiet. So, like, 
you know, we we play music or whatever, but it's yeah. just it's, we're just hanging out, usually grilling something. Right. Um, I'm gonna try. I I should be able to borrow a um like a blackstone griddle nice. to bring out. I'm gonna try to do that. Um, I love to cook. I'm you probably just going to spend most of the weekend cooking for people. I'll be right there beside hey, I'll go back to the sous chef <laughs> life for you, Corey. I'm fine with that. I, I love it. It's so much fun. I, I've been thinking about, you know, what food to bring. A- a- anyways, I'm trying to do that. But also, I would like to bring, I have definite access to one and potentially two motorized vehicles to get back and forth. Ooh, I was actually awesome. gonna bring that up because VIR is, up. is huge. Yeah, yeah it's, it's from from where our our uh, um, campsite is at South Paddock to turn one is a mile. Yeah, like, like as the crow flies, it's yeah. a mile. You, you can leave. see it. You can see all the way down to turn one. It, it's incredible. So to walk all the way around the track and across the bridge and then down into North Paddock is. Yeah. It takes a hot minute if you walk it. And you hope so, you don't forget nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. You take right. one trip home from camp. So <laughs> I ha- I'm I'm hoping that somebody will have some trailer space available for me to load up a uh, uh, a riding mower to to bring. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to be able to strap a wagon to it so I can oh, like pull yes. stuff around. That would be so fire. Yeah, I think John is trying to find a large enclosed trailer. Yeah, that was my other hope that he ends up so. with somebody like donating a twenty-six foot trailer to him or something like that, you know. <laughs> but anyways, that's I I I am hoping to be able to bring all the things to make track life a little better. Yeah, I think a lot of us were kind of we've been we've been going to Hyperfest basically every year since two thousand and nine, um, and it's we've we've watched prices just go up and up and up and up and up and up and they start charging for every little thing because they see what everybody else does and they're trust they're trying to make the most of it which i get but like at the same time i think a lot of us are kind of starting to sort of get a little over it as a thing so like we were going to make this like our big like really go all out this year and see how we feel if we wanted to keep doing it um so i'm excited i think it's i think it's going to be rad what was the prices of it when you first started going? Like $35. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that, though, because, you know, other festivals that I've gone to for a number of years, the same festival at the same venue mm-hmm. has done the same thing. And it's, you know, call it inflation, call it, you know, shit just yeah. getting expensive because the, the times, I guess. They also but, changed yeah. venues from Summit to VIR, and VIR is much more expensive of a place. Yes. Summit. Yeah. As popularity goes up too, stuff yeah. gets more and, and they do. They're yeah, adding more they events and and attractions and things to do while you're there. So there, it is a like there is more product that they're right. offering yeah, they too. Offer more. Didn't see any polo. There was no more racing last year. I was so sad. There was more racing, dude. In the yeah. middle of the infield, they used to do lawnmower racing. They'd have a dirt track set up for <laughs> lawnmower <laughs> racing, probably... and it was incredible. I was gonna build a power wheel or whatever, and then I found out there's no engines in them, and I'm like, oh, I'm pissed now. Yeah, yeah, um, that's all gravity. But there was there was like dirt circle track lawnmower racing, like just on the on the infield. I feel like some people would have taken that way too serious. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Me. Oh, that for that sure. is yeah. a legit. <laughs> there is a there yeah. is a legit sport centered around lawnmower racing, and it is it, nuts. It was like the same twelve dudes racing in every class. Like they brought, <laughs> they each brought like yeah. four mowers. Oh out. my god, <laughs> I love that. It was hysterical. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, making like a hundred and twenty horsepower out of a single cylinder. <laughs> oh yeah. my Britain god, or whatever. Yeah, the like the like super unlimited class. It's basically a shifter cart. Like they're they're running like motorcycles. <laughs> 
motorcycle <laughs> transmissions and like, but but it's the, like the stock engine, so yeah. it's like the single <laughs> the single <laughs> cylinder craftsman engine. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's like you know solid rear axle, and they're sitting in like mini bucket seats, and you know, the, oh and the whole God. race is sideways. Like the whole race, the dude's just like, <laughs> it's it's like sprint like sprint cars for uh for uh dirt track. It's, oh yeah. it's yeah. hilarious, dude. We need that to make a comeback. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. I mower racing, man. I'm about it. Y'all ever seen uh, barstool racers? No, what is yes. that? So it's essentially just. First of all, it's a it's a it's a death wish. But second of all, <laughs> it's one of the coolest things you can ever ride. <laughs> it's basically so. In the short of it, it's a bar stool with an engine and go kart wheels, and uh, your steering wheel is basically just like right. <laughs> and so you kind of just like stand you like sitting very high up on this thing and uh essentially the reason why they're a death wish is because you can very easily yeet yourself off of it. <laughs> i'm talking like catapult yourself off but cartoon vehicle it does sound like that <laughs> yeah. doesn't it but i'm sure if you google them right now you can see what i'm talking about and they are hilarious to watch and uh also frightening no way dude yeah. wild to think what people make people are dumb man they see a, a sta- any stationary object and they're like i bet that'd be cool if we put an engine and wheels on it <laughs> bro i have a picture in front of me and this shit is amazing oh, <laughs> i love this so much oh that looks amazing that actually that's looks incredible. like my bar stool that's like in front of my toolbox i'm getting ideas like i would totally get one of those or like you know those um <laughs> my favorite motorized something or another that shouldn't be motorized <laughs> that i've seen is god dang lazy boys oh yeah oh, those are just that wonderful just to watch the biggest flex i think i've ever seen at an event anywhere my favorite is shopping carts shopping yes. carts that's, like, that's some, a like, good one. really good shopping cart go-karts uh-huh. like oh. sitting really low oh, yeah, with yeah. just the cart uh-huh. you're in yeah. the cart yeah. too oh uh-huh. so good that's what i'm talking so about man. <laughs> yeah i'm about it <laughs> I was gonna say I really like the little motorized uh, coolers that you can get. Oh, those, like a cooler that scooter. That yeah, I yeah, saw a couple so people cool. riding around on those at Hyperfest last yeah. year. Now, now how effect, how effective are those? Are they not very? Not very, <laughs> but they're really cool. Real bad. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like snail's pace crawling. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's still move. You got your beer. <laughs> also, it's hotter than I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually All just heating up. <laughs> it's just heating everything in the cooler at that <laughs> point. It's a mobile oven. Uh, yeah. I wanted to build something like that, just but just like a frame that I could just drop a cooler onto. Yeah. Right. So you just like build a little motorized or a little yeah, a little motorized frame. You could just drop the cooler onto, sit on the cooler, drive it over, yeah. and then pull the cooler off and like. That's the you know, one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like I, I also had like big. Oh, there goes my phone. Uh, Lost to the abyss. I had. Uh, uh, I wanted. I, this is this is where the idea came about. I wanted to make it electric. Um and use it for the beach too so i can put like big like big like sand tires on it and just like ride it out onto the beach would have been dope but you know once i got like (laughs) those sand tires aren't cheap they're not crazy expensive but they're not cheap either and then once i was like oh i could get axles and then like (laughs) i was looking at like steering knuckles and like i'm a thousand dollars in and i haven't even bought anything i'm good i'm I'm just gonna carry the cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far more cost effective. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's why I got that electric scooter. It's like 
I think it's bombs. worth its weight in gold. Yes. That thing is so worth yeah. it. I I need to get one before Hyperfest. Scooters, Groms, golf carts are nice, but they can honestly be they can be a, a bit expensive if you want to get a nice one. And a lot of tracks get really touchy about like the larger the vehicle is, the more likely you are to have them tell you to stop. Yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, so I had like, v- I had somebody at VIR yell at me once yeah. for riding an ATV around. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Not mine." Yeah. <laughs> you need a tag for that. And I was like, "All right, I'll be back." <laughs> if you got like a tiny little silent scooter that fits one person on it, they don't care. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine trying to uh, walk around Hyperfest. Like, it's that's... it was not fun. Once you get to where is everything is, is there they run park? out yeah, within fast. like the first hour. Yeah, really. and it's yeah. expensive, but they usually I think last year they had it like down pretty good there's like a um golf cart with like like a train golf cart a trolley. like a like trolley like a, trolley, oh, like yeah, a shuttle yeah, trolley yeah. that, that yeah. was going around and it was actually pretty effective yeah. like nice. it was pretty good that is cool but like all the most of like the hyperfest activities are kind of all in one, one general area more gotcha. or less most of it last year was just like right off of the bridge yeah, yeah um, it's all in the infield yeah um, unless you want to do like the off-road experience or the rally experience, those are in their own places. I think do they run go karts during Hyperfest too? I don't know if they did last year. They, they did should. not. I don't think they did last year. Yeah, um, for sure. That would be so fun too. Yeah, that course is fun. I haven't seen it in person yet. I've seen aerials and watched some videos. A shocking but... amount of elevation change for mm-hmm. a go kart track. Oh, wow. Really frustrating. It's fun. It's really frustrating to race against bean poles like Steve, though, who oh, don't weigh yeah. anything. And it's just like, what? well, that's how you, I felt. You had me by 100 pounds, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> what are we doing here? You know, I can't even keep up with you if I wanted to. Yeah. Try, I remember I was, we were all going up, you do a couple turns, then you have to go up a pretty big hill. And I'm sitting there and I'm foot to the floor. I got a really good exit out of the turn. And then some little kid behind me, she's like, yeah. <laughs> dang it, there's nothing I can do. It'd be like that. That's balancing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you, I, I highly recommend if you guys are able to come, you should totally come because it's a lot of fun. And bring helmets because this is the first year I'm running DE3. At oh, you are going to be in DE3? So I can, I can give ride-alongs. Y'all can oh, ride along on track if you want. I'm about it. I'm there. Yeah, helmet's staying in the car. Yep. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, no broken control arms. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So last last year, yeah, last year, year. Uh, one of our friends, Paul, has a K swapped like '80s golf. Um, that's fast as hell. It's been on the cover of um grassroots motorsports and stuff like that. Nice. Um, it is insane. <laughs> he runs Ultimate Track Car Challenge, I think. We like found long pants. We like threw all of our resources to get Nick in this car to go around track. And on lap like three, his control arm decides to depart the vehicle and they almost go into the wall at turn three. (laughs) Was that your first time being in a car like that? Uh, Yes. It was my first time being in a like truly prepped race car. Mm -hmm. Um, And also my first time riding on VIR. Um, what an experience it was <laughs> incredible and then just terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. hot you're but, sitting like, there for like 20 minutes sitting baking. there in the may heat just oh just wait for the baking. tow truck yep. oh yeah um oh damn. that's one small eternity 
but it, overall it was incredible to get the opportunity to do that and I am so thankful that you guys scrounged all of that crap together so that <laughs> I like, could do it. Who has a helmet? Who has long pants? Who has clothes? Don't you? Give it. Go, 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 go. Because I had already loaded all of my stuff up because this was like End midday day Sunday. Sunday. Um, all my stuff in camp were completely packed up mm-hmm. and just waiting to leave at that point. And then everybody was just like, come down to the paddock. You'll get a ride. It's like, shit, I got to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, that car is awesome. And VIR is like, I've never done Road Atlanta. I've heard Road Atlanta is like similar to VIR in a lot of ways. In the sense of its size, absolutely. And they both have, they're both have really long straightaways and a lot of elevation also. So yes. it's like a cool balance of yes. things. I, I can't speak to VIR as far as how much elevation it has. Um, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, that's what, I, and then, you know, it's funny. I, that's what everybody tells me. And it's, it's not super obvious to me when i am there watching cars go around it mm-hmm. but i'm sure like you know like even in road atlanta you know what i mean there's a couple of uh parts of the track that you didn't think that had an incline or a decline and then mm-hmm. they are pretty steep <laughs> i mean like turns one through five or six turn one is like a mountain climb yeah oh, and God. like i can only imagine what that feels like in like a gt car oh for sure like i watch cars go into that corner 100 miles an hour 110 miles an hour through that corner it's insane i i saw i don't know if this was an exaggeration or not but somebody i think it was vir posted an instagram story that had like a, a lamborghini huracan like gt whatever car like the mm-hmm. the the race car yeah mm-hmm going through the s's and they said they that that car goes through the s's at 150 miles an hour oh and i was like God. i i can do it at 100 oh 150 God. is like like brown pants level yes. of insane <laughs> like <laughs> i cannot imagine pants. taking those turns at 150 no not at all and they they call them s's but they're and they, and they seem like i said like i haven't seen the track in person like uh, up close um in a car but you know, you watch cars go through them at, at a brisk pace and you're like, oh, those are, you know, those are okay. You know, those aren't oh, so bad, but I hear tough. they're, I hear they're much more exaggerated than they appear. Yeah, they, I, I can, I can go flat out from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill, basically with never lifting. And I, it's about a hundred miles an hour for me. Through That's there. terrifying. I, can, I yeah. I'm scared to think about what my car would do through there. Oh, entirely too fast. Entirely. You, you would need arrow for at that point. Oh, I'd just catch air. Oh, I'm, I, that is one thing that like I had to kind of keep in mind when I went to Dominion and thankfully, uh, Dominion is a small track that it's so fun though. It I is really so, like it. it is so fun. And I'm glad that it was sized, um, the way it was because it, it really didn't let me get too crazy with top speed. Um, cause my car, it'll get there, but my biggest worry, like I always say, Anybody can drive a car fast. It takes a special kind of person to know how to slow that car down <laughs> <laughs> effectively <laughs> and then turn after that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, it's kind of scary to think about VIR or even Road Atlanta. Like, uh, I feel like my gearing isn't even set up. I feel like I'd be top of fifth. Oh, you would be flying, <laughs> bop, dude. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> 150 down the front straight. Gosh. Yeah, it, I think. I think if you were going to do some of the bigger tracks, like 
trying to starting to take some arrow into consideration oh, would be worth yeah. it. My ride sure. height is literally a parachute right now. Yeah. And I mean, your car is fast enough that it would actually like matter. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Getting a splitter and a wing would definitely be, uh, once I start actually dedicating the car towards um, track more and more, uh, if I'm able to, I'd like to do HPD. Yes. Um, in the future. Pending finances and, and new kid <laughs> new baby and everything and whether or not my my conscience will allow me to do something like that <laughs> you definitely start to um take safety more seriously it's wild how fast that happens it is like a, a it happens even faster when you're you're like oh okay i got my hans device and my harnesses we're good to go and then you watch like someone in front of you roll their car six times or someone else catch on fire and you're like all right, now I need fire stuff. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I didn't think of that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts because nobody thinks it's going to happen to them until it does. It's yep. Just... Yeah. That the the thought of I the last I didn't put on my my fire suit at uh summit last time uh back last month and I probably should have, but it was raining its ass off all day Saturday and I just didn't want to get into a soggy suit. Um That's, that'd be gross. Yeah, I do not blame you it was probably not the most responsible decision, but I have the cool shirt and like getting into that suit in the summer sucks because it's way too, it's a cheap suit. So it's really heavy and mm. really hot. Um, but it's, I think it's worth it because like it, there, there was, I've told the story before, but there, there was a Corvette uh, that was just doing a, a small drift exhibition on like the skid pad. Mm-hmm. Y'all have seen the YouTube video. Oh, yeah, that was Colette, oh, Colette Davis. Colette Davis's oh, yeah. car. Yeah, and her car just went up, like, in massive flames, like, instantly. Really fast, yeah. yeah. And I was, it, it's a miracle that she still has skin on her legs. Like, yeah. the fact oh, that yeah. her leg, she was just wearing, like, leggings, and the fact that they didn't just melt to her legs. Oh, my miracle. God. She got extremely lucky. Yeah, that. yeah, polyester flashes in a second like that. It's just, not... like, shrink wraps. Oh, my God, yeah. So, like, after I watched that happen, I was just like, I, I, I that's when I got all my fire stuff. There is also other, there's, there's lots of other things um, that people kind of, I feel, don't always take into consideration when they build a race car. Um, oftentimes, I've seen people take just the easiest or the shortest route possible without taking heat management into consideration. That's and the like, number one thing, man. It is, and especially on a race car. Like, um, you know, when I first got into working near and around race cars, I was told by somebody, like my men- called my mentor at the time, um race cars are more like building an airplane than they Mm -hmm. are an actual like on the road car because it's like you're taking everything into consideration like what if this ruptures what if this breaks what is that going to cause is that going to come into contact with this is this going to be a failure point and you know you start taking all those things in considerations when you're and obviously you know when you build a race car like to that kind of caliber you're starting off with a fresh chassis and you you know you can kind of make do what you will with it um but yeah, heat management is nuts. That's literally like everything, you know, on a on a race car. Like I would say, even on just like a basic HPDE car, those thirty minute sessions get long. Yeah, I I would not I I could not imagine um my car doing well on a big course like that without me having to uh, baby it in some places. I think it'd be okay. I mean, you've got that big radiator on it. I think coolant's a... not really my issue. Yeah, I feel like my oil would just get. Yeah, real I, th- I think a big oil cooler and just like good like ducting air ducting yeah. around the cooling system would would do everything you need to do. Mm-hmm. 
So what's next, everybody? We're doing uh, track cross next month. Is that what the plan is? I don't think I'll be able to make it to that one. Yeah, I I can't. I know I can't. If I can, I will more than likely do it. Um, but with Hyperfest being the following week, it's a big maybe. Yeah, I um, I've already asked the wife, and she was like, "No, I'm gonna be selfish that weekend." And I said, "That's fair enough." That uh, yeah, they've got Track Attack, and that was looking actually kind of. What do you think about that? Track that attack, you, one? yeah, you pay money for paced laps. And yeah, it's but like, it's you get an instructor though as well, so they can kind of like show you as well. That seemed to be like kind of like nice. It was, it was nah. It was cheaper. It's than, not for it's me. Probably more nice than, than I think cross. it is. Yeah, I think I think track cross is like a level up mm-hmm. from yeah, track I would, attack. I would agree. Um, I think um, if you want instruction, do like HPD. do like the one day HPDE. They like they do them. Almost once a month I've at got one Dominion this coming weekend, I think. And I believe, uh, DC Region SECA does a lot of HPDs at Dominion as well. Yes, they um, do. And, I, was... and usually they have an option for a single day. Okay. Um, that would be cool if you think your car could could take the heat. It literally like it's summertime and thirty minute sessions are no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like. It's it, having an instructor in the car is very valuable. Like yeah. a lot of people that when they're first getting into doing track stuff are like, ah, I don't want someone riding right seat. Like they get weird about it. I think like they don't want someone in the right seat judging them, but like, Oh hell no. Give me all the information. Yeah. 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 Like you don't know the things you're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. like, like I am going, new to this. Tell once me I got I soloed, I kind of like, I feel like I'm missing out by not having that person in the right seat to, show me things that I'm not thinking about, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always, it's, I think it's very, very helpful. Absolutely. It's a second set of eyes when you're in the, in the midst of just full blown, almost panic. Yeah. Yeah. And they're able to stay a little bit more uh, composed and uh, just give you uh, some of those tips that uh, you probably wouldn't be able to see normally. Mm. I know I don't see, (laughs) I know (laughs) I'm not seeing everything I should be. It's even like like little things where it's like, hey, there's a a bush like you know that you can see when you come around this turn. That's your turn in point for yep. the next one. Or it's like, hey, there's power lines going over the track. Go under the power lines, wait a beat, and then that's your breaking point. Yep. Or like the the one of my favorite tips was um, on your outlap and your in lap. So like before you're actually like green flagged, mm-hmm. like wave at all of the worker stations. Like wave at the people in there and say hi, going out and then coming back in, and that will like drill into your brain where the flag stations are. Mm, so you'll like constantly like you'll remember to keep a lookout. You're for looking for those people, stuff like that, basically. which is really important at HPDE. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, just like little stuff like that. It, having an instructor is so valuable. Yeah, so I, I'm glad y'all are. I'm I'm so happy that other people are now like, I'm like getting other people into it and other people oh, are enjoying absolutely. it. It's so nice yeah. to see. Yeah. Um. I've 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 thought about pursuing instructor clinic things yeah. with NASA just to yeah I think you should that. what <laughs> I feel like you I feel like you would definitely fit into those shoes pretty well yeah I I don't know it it seems scary but it could be fun well you are putting your life into somebody else's hands that's part yeah. of it that yeah that is the scary part yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's like do I want to have to go buy a Simpson hybrid Hans device, not really, because they're like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. But I mean, because that that I I never really have a, had aspirations of doing like wheel to wheel or real competition type stuff. But uh-huh. like 
helping other people get into it, like giving ride-alongs to people and stuff yeah. like that has been what I've wanted so to do. So is HBDE nice. basically as far as you want to go? I think so. I mean, if I could make the Corolla competitive in a time trials class, I'd probably do that. Um, but I can't really for a reasonable budget. Right. So Right, yeah, because at that point you're – you're basically picking a class and building a car for that. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, even if even if it's a slower class, it's still a lot of money to get that. Kind yeah, of and so to be competitive in any class, like you're looking at getting real nitpicky with tires, where it's like yeah. you're gonna have to buy a new set of tires every two events because they just start to fall off oh, a yeah. little bit, but it's yeah. enough to oh, matter. I felt I felt that in my own tires. I I had pretty brand new tre- two hundred tread hair, two hundred tread wear tire. <laughs> And uh, I took them out on the track and yesterday, and they were immaculate in the morning and into the afternoon. And then towards the end of the day, you could definitely they get greasy. Yeah, they get greasy and they quit hanging on, and uh, they get tired, and you can tell. Like so, because track cross is more like an autocross than a regular track event. You should do what the autocross guys do and get yourself a little like a uh, weed sprayer, like a yard sprayer, mm-hmm. fill it up with cold water. And just have it sitting out on the side of the track when you're like staged to ready to go. And between runs, when you're done pulling in for a run, spray your tires down with cold water to cool them down. Because your tires will get greasy between runs. And you can cool them back down with by spraying cold water on them. That's interesting. I would have thought you'd want to keep your tires warm. Yeah. Them. When it's 110 degrees track temperature, yeah, it doesn't you really want to keep matter. them cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. At that point, yeah. At least if you have like like 200 tread wears or like I, I used to do it a lot when I had R compound tires mm. when I was running 100 tread wears like R triple eights between autocross runs I would hose them down multiple times just to cool them down and how, and how long would those last you on the MR2 they lasted I don't know pretty much a whole season really yeah it's the R compounds yeah little little R triple eights yeah they weren't yeah, for, great but they worked for like autocrosses and stuff like that, they yeah. they, oh, they last. Autocrosses. Yeah. Okay, okay. And even on the Corolla, I'm only going through I think a pair of tires every year or a year and a half. Like it's not that bad. Nice. I was going through them more because I was flat spotting the rears when I was locking them up uh, before, rather than like normal tire wear. So yeah, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to go through tires super fast if you don't want to. Which level of HPDE are you? Are you an instructor? I'm not. Um, I'm so in NASA. Everybody, all the organizations do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm probably, I'm an HPD three with NASA, which is like so. HPD one is like entry level. Everyone has an instructor. HPD two, you start out with an instructor. Eventually, that instructor will solo you, and you're you can so you can be HPD two, instructed or solo. Right. Then you go into DE three. Everybody's solo. Uh, you can pass anywhere with a point by, not just in designated passing zones, and you can take passengers. So that's like advanced. And then there's DE4, but that's like licensed racers and instructors, basically. Yeah. Um, DE4, I believe, is what you need to complete in order to be able to test for your competition license. Yeah, yeah your that is true. License. Yes. To do to do like time trials, you have to have completed at least one. HPDE four event, I think. But you're also able to like accrue free track time in HPDE four, right? If you instruct, yeah. I believe your track time is free. Ooh, that's pretty cool. 
but also I have seen how stressful those weekends are and it is rough on the instructors. Oh, <laughs> oh I bet there's no sleep. Cause they're involved. like, they're like in an, in a student's car immediately jumping out and getting into their car to go do their session and then immediately jumping back out and getting back in a student. Like it's nonstop. They don't get a second. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. So you're working for that track time. Getting your competition license, even after you complete HPD four can take some people upwards of like two to three years to get. Yeah. Cause you, you also have track to do, time at that point. It's, it's track time. And I think you have to go to comp school. There's like designated weekends that you have to go and take the comp license mm -hmm. tests. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a very expensive weekend and it's like, for, for me personally, that's, it's yeah. just too much. It's and, too much. And, and, uh, there's, uh, there's also, I believe there's like a grace period or a trial period when you first get your comp license. If you go out there and you just start making a fool of yourself and crashing and like crashing into other people, like they'll revoke that stuff in a, in a yeah. heartbeat. Grassroots motorsports in general does not take kindly to contact no. of basically any kind. No, the, yeah, exactly. Because people got so much of their livelihoods wrapped up in their cars. Right. I mean, this isn't pro-am. <laughs> this is not can-am. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought about, I was last year I was playing with the idea of doing a Sunday cup with grid life, just put the interior back in the Corolla, make it a little bit heavier and run that. But I'm realistically I only do one grid life event a year and it's not worth changing the whole car for that one event. Right. So. Well guys. Yeah. Real fun. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me join in on this before, uh, before we, I guess we, we can probably just all, well, we'll call it a night, but uh, where can we, if people listening wanted to like follow your, your car escapades online, where could they find you like Instagram or any other kind of social media presence? It's, it's funny you mentioned that I've been so dead on social media. <laughs> so yeah, same. On Probably social media. wise. That's totally um, fine. We just like to, you know, yeah, give people a shout out if they want it. But cool. And you, you don't have anything, Dwayne, either? I'm actually a dog on Instagram. My dog is more famous than I am. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Uh, his name is Doug. Go follow Hot Diggity Doug on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. I if, never that's if you DM him, he'll bark back at you. <laughs> oh my God. I have to find this right now. Hot yeah, Diggity I'm going to have Doug. to pick it back up. I haven't posted it in a while, but yeah, it used to be a whole thing. <laughs> that's an incredible handle. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. You're the first one to come up with that. No numbers or no slashes or nothing in it. Yeah, it was just hot diggity dog. <laughs> I, I really got that one. I'm hype. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hot diggity dog is just a picture of like a metal hot dog. I don't understand. Nah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I would love for that to be me. <laughs> okay. I think it's like red hot too. Anyway, Corey, where can people find you online? Uh, C. Crehan on the Instagram for good food, ripped pants, and a big dog. And I'm on Instagram at The Daily Downshift. And I have a blog, too. You can find it. And we have a website. Oh, we do have uh, a website. Yeah, we have a website. It's beerandbackfire.com. Yeah. It has all the stuff. All the things. Cool. Have a good night, everybody.